Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This is an entertainment podcast, and the research we do may come from semi-unreliable sources. Welcome to Research Rebuttal Podcast. It's the podcast where two stubborn friends prove each other wrong. Each week, one of us will be the researcher, and one of us will be the guesser. I'm Rachel Teichman. And this is Paige Dempster. Hello. And today, we're going to discuss hot dogs and hiccups. I'll be your researcher today, and Paige will be the guesser. Let's get rebutted. Hey, Paige. Hey, Rachel. Happy September. Is it happy, though? No. Like, be real with me. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's not it's happy. A, it's a new school year. Still COVID. You're about to graduate. You're about to graduate, but less sooner than me. That's true. One extra semester for you. Yep. So what are we talking about today? Today we're going to talk about hot dogs and hiccups. Do you know why we're going to talk about hot dogs and hiccups? Why are we talking about hot dogs and hiccups? Because... A couple of weeks ago, the topic of hot dogs came up, and you were like, what even is in a hot dog? And I'm like, well, do you mean like a veggie dog or like a regular hot dog? And you were like, veggie dogs? (laughs) Wait, really? I don't remember this. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, topic. I don't... Okay, sure. Yeah, and you wanted to know something about hiccups, so we're going to talk about that too. Yeah, I put hic- I was writing down some topic ideas for us a few weeks ago, and as I was doing it, I had the hiccups. So in our topics doc, I just wrote hiccups in all caps. Yeah, I get the hiccups a lot. You don't get them a lot. You just get them for long swaths of time. I get them pretty frequently. <laughs> Not as frequently as you used to, though. You used to get them true. a lot. Yeah. But now it's not nearly as bad. That's true. Yeah, so let's get on with it. Well, let's start out with the first question. What is the definition of a hot dog? Please, Paige, define <laughs> define hot dog. Um, okay. I think a hot dog would just be defined as meat in a cylindrical shape. Does it have to be meat, though? Because, like, you said something about veggie dogs. Could it just be, like, edible sustenance in a cylindrical shape? So are you saying that if you took some casing and filled it with popcorn, it would technically be a hot dog? Yeah, I'm pretty confident in that, yeah. (laughs) Popcorn hot dog. Well, let's talk about this. Okay. So my first instinct was to be like, what is the USDA definition of a hot dog? Because the USDA has definitions of all kinds of foods. And I thought this would be a good place to start because it's a very processed food product. And I figured the USDA would have something to say about it. 
What did they have to say about it? Quote, Frankfurters, a.k.a. hot dogs, wieners, or bologna, (laughs) are are cooked and or smoked sausages, according to the federal standards of identity. Federal? I've never heard of that department. I wish the federal standards of identity would tell me who I am. But instead... I wish they would tell me what my sexuality is. Exactly. (laughs) So that is that definition that we're working with. Okay. What do you think that hot dogs can be made of? Well, for starters, like meat, and by meat I mean any part of the animal, I'm sure vegetable products. I think just like edible protein in general, like I'm almost certain there's like tofu dogs. I'm going to say popcorn dog would still count as a hot dog. I like it. You are not really, you're not really wrong. You're pretty correct. Um, Okay. According to Wikipedia. Wikipedia? Wikipedia. Hot dogs can be made of pork, beef, chicken, turkey, or combinations of that. But what about a veggie dog? See, that's the thing. Like, this entry didn't really talk about veggie dogs that much, but they're definitely a thing. So so for this part of the episode, we're like, we will talk about veggie dogs in a couple of minutes, but for this part, we're going to talk specifically about traditional wieners. Okay, gotcha. I see you giggling by the fact that you said wieners. I was looking for any excuse possible to use it. Ah, (laughs) nice. It can be those listed meats from a second ago, but it's also meat trimmings and fat. So it can also be mechanically separated meat, pink slime, or meat slurry. Ooh, okay. So hang on a sec. Yeah. What is pink slime? Pink slime, so mechanically separated meat and pink slime and meat slurry, as far as I understand it, are all basically the same thing. And they sound a lot grosser than they really are. It's it's really just, they take carcasses of the animal, usually chicken, like you usually hear about mechanically separated chicken, like in chicken nuggets. Right. And they basically take all the rest of the edible product off of the bones and like grind it up and that is called pink slime and that was part of an expose but if you're willing to eat meat products like mechanically separated chicken is just it's not that big of a deal okay i don't know i just feel weird about eating something with the word slime in it you know yeah um i get it the word slime is reserved for nickelodeon nickelodeon alone And I don't know if I would even want to put that slime in my mouth. Like, I don't think I could go under the slime bucket. You know what I'm saying? I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. But go on. Well, in addition to these ingredients, there's also flavorings, of course, like salt, garlic, and paprika. Another piece of hot dogs, or might I say, another bite of hot dogs. (laughs) I hate it. Go on. Are the preservatives. Now... Preservatives get a bad reputation, much like Joan Jett. You're on a roll these days. Today. <laughs> and 
we'll talk about that too. But specifically, you know, you think of hot dogs, you think of cured meat to preserve yeah. it. That makes sense. So uh, in the case of hot dogs, though, it's often sodium erythorbate and oh, sodium nitrate. Sodium nitrate, is I know about. Sodium nitrate, they used to cure salami. Yeah, that's usually true. I don't know the first one, though. Yeah, it's just, it's a preservative. Okay. What percentage of fat can be in a hot dog? Ooh. Um, now, this is another USDA thing. Okay. Is it in the double digits? Yes. I'm going to say 25. You're close, but it's time to get rebutted. Oh, lovely. According to the USDA, uh, the finished product of a hot dog can, uh, can't have more than 30% or no more than 10% water or a combination of 40% fat and added water. Huh. Now, in addition to this, up to 3.5% of non-meat binders and extenders, such as non-fat dry milk cereal or dried whole milk, or 2% isolated soy protein can be can be used, but it has to be listed. It's a lot of facts you just spat at me. <laughs> it's basically just different fat percentages and fillers, and this is set by the USDA so that like you're not buying a hot dog that's 90% dry milk, 1% pork, and 9% fat. They put cereal in my hot dogs? They put I- frosted flakes in my weenies? They put Lucky Charms in my Frankfurters? They- I think not, sir. They put Apple Jacks in your buns. <laughs> In my buns. In your buns. Oh, God. What are some different names for hot dogs? Okay, well, we've already said weenies. Uh-huh. We've already said frankfurts, uh-huh. frankfurters. Mm-hmm. Are there any more beyond that? There sure are. Give it your best go. Well, dogs, I'm sure. Dachshunds, perhaps. Um... Get Oswald in here. <laughs> weenies. Wieners and weenies. I guess those count as separate ones. Yeah. Um, Joey Chestnuts? No, that doesn't sound right. What did that come from? Joey Chestnut is the world's fastest hot dog eater. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought I- about talking about that in this episode, but I chose not to. Oh, I'm disappointed at that, actually. Yeah. But, like, maybe in his honor, they decide to call hot dogs Joey Chestnuts. Who's to say? I guess you'd be to say, actually. I can't think of any more, though. Well, you left out Frank. Ah. And Tube Steak. (laughs) Tube Steak Boogie. (laughs) Yeah. The Tube Steak Boogie. Yeah. (laughs) Sausage. Oh, of course. And my favorite, the banger. Oh, that's what, that's like what people across the pond call them. Yeah. What are traditional hot dog casings made out of, traditionally? Intestines. From what animal? Uh, I'm going to guess pig. 
sheep. Oh, okay. So hot dogs originated in Germany. Okay. And they came to the United States. The hot dogs that came from Germany are a little bit different than what we have today. Okay. But those are the origins. And then the freezing hot dog sort of started to become a thing around the late 1800s in the United States. Okay. Now I have a quick question. Mm -hmm. Because the hot dog was originally made with sheep intestine, does that mean that they use sheep meat as well? Not that I could find, but I would I would say that you could make a hot dog out of sheep. Got it. Okay. Like, there's no reason you couldn't. Right. Yeah. Let's talk about veggie dogs. Ah, this is the part where you're excited. What are they made of? Veggies. Probably tofu, though. Or, like, soy. Uh-huh. Sat- Satan. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Satan dogs. Satan dogs, yep. Yeah. There's no way they use, like, actual vegetable. It's gotta just be, like, soy product and oil or something. Yeah, so, in my opinion, you totally could use vegetable products, like, actual vegetables to make a hot dog. I don't see why you couldn't. Um, But the mass-produced veggie dogs that you, like, go to ShopRite and buy a pack of veggie dogs will usually be made with a base of, you're right, soy protein, wheat gluten, or pea protein. Wheat gluten? Wheat gluten? Well, that's seitan. protein? Oh, okay. (laughs) I don't really know what seitan is. Seitan is made out of wheat gluten, but I don't think that the wheat gluten hot dogs are seitan, if that makes sense. Like, they're using the same ingredient, but they're not processing it the same way. They're not seitan. No. Got it. I don't think so. Okay. Holy hot dogs. Holy hot dogs. Is that our sponsor for today? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll find out in a couple of minutes. Okay. What's a nitrite or nitrate? Isn't it like a salt? No, that doesn't sound right. Well, I know it's from nitrogen. Is it like NO... Wait, nitrite or nitrate? They're two different compounds, but... I think nitrite is NO2 and nitrate is NO3, like the chemical compound. So it's like nitrogen and oxygen. I got a 78 in chemistry. You got to tell me if I'm wrong here. I didn't note down the actual compound because Uh I didn't, I actually wasn't expecting you to care. I'm looking it up. Screw you. (laughs) Nitrite, chemical formula it is no2 i was right congratulations thank you they're compounds and uh they're used as a preservative okay and they basically maintain the pink color of the meat because otherwise it would just turn gray ew right so that's why we use them so it doesn't look gross cool and that's according to fujicate And according to Healthline, nitrates and nitrites also prevent the growth of harmful bacteria and you're onto something, it adds a salty flavor. Oh, okay. Uh. I'm giving myself points for knowing the the chemical formula for them, though. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Thank you. Now, are nitrates and nitrates bad for you? From what I know... 
you know, as we always say here, everything in moderation. But if you have too many of them, I know that they can cause issues with your heart, I believe. But that's if you're having like, you know, like the food, like the stuff that nitrate, that nitrate and nitrite is in would probably cause you to have heart issues anyway. So everything in moderation. They're not that good for you. Okay, so partially time to get rebutted. Okay. When nitrites and nitrates are added to meat products, and, and that's where you're getting them from, and it's used as a preservative, it can lead to cancer. Cancer, gotcha. Right. And a lot of health experts, like registered dietitians, that kind of thing, would tell you, yes, everything in moderation, but they will also tell you that processed meats, such as hot dogs, they're never good. Right. Like, they are always a risk. Okay. But, but nitrites and nitrates are naturally occurring. And they do occur in lots of different vegetables. Oh, okay. Can you guess why this is okay? Like, why we don't get cancer from vegetables? My immediate reaction is to say, oh, the healthiness of vegetables counteracts the nitrites and nitrates also in the vegetables. But I have a feeling that's not true. You're, you're close. You're really, really? Close. It is true to a degree. So the reason that that works is vegetables often have a lot of vitamin C. And okay. the vitamin C does actually counteract the amount of naturally occurring nitrates and nitrates in the vegetable. So it's not really a big deal. But when it's added to meat, it's not a naturally occurring thing. And they add a relatively large amount. And so some companies will add some vitamin C to try to counteract it, but it's still not good. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. I would have, I would never have guessed that in order to counteract the, the preservatives they use, they add additional vitamin C. Yeah, they try it. Um, there's one company that I'm not going to name because I just don't feel like giving them a, a bad you know, I'm not trying, I'm not trying to bad mouth this company, but they advertised that they only use naturally occurring nitrates and nitrites. So they can say that they don't add any. And so what they do is they add nitrates and nitrates naturally occurring from celery, but it doesn't actually make it better for you because by the time that it's processed and they're adding it as a preservative, it's basically just as bad as produced nitrates and nitrites. Huh. <laughs> did you see what I just did? Yes. <laughs> For those at home, um, you know, COVID's a thing. And sometimes I just, I get the urge to sanitize my hands these days. <laughs> so I poured, and I didn't want like it to make a noise next to the microphone. So I held it high up the bottle and like I poured it into my hands from like a foot <laughs> high. <laughs> That is exactly what happened. Yeet. This hand sanitizer smells really bad. Oh. It's supposed to smell like, quote unquote, ocean breeze, but it kind of smells like fermented beans. Oh. Yeah. Isn't that tofu? Um, yeah, technically. But I'm not talking like soybeans. I'm talking like pinto beans. Oh. Yeah. 
we have one more activity before we get to our sponsors. Okay. What do you know about hot dog etiquette? Hot dog etiquette? Hot dog etiquette. What does that even mean? Like You're the wh- guesser. What does it mean? What is hot dog etiquette? Well, okay. <laughs> um, I just... Where do I begin? I guess, like, you know, always put the weenie on the bun and, like, mustard first. If you don't use white buns, you're a scrub. You must boil the weenie. Do not put it on the grill. Talking to you, Dad. Excuse me. Why would you boil a hot dog when you could grill it? Are you kidding me? <laughs> we have been friends for like like 13 years. And you're telling me now of all times that you have the audacity... <laughs> To put a perfectly good hot dog on the grill? Every time you mention boiling hot dogs, I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, why would you do that? If you boil the hot dog, it gives it like a like a lovely like snap when you bite into it. It's about the texture. And then you can take the leftover hot dog water and throw it at your enemies, which you are now. So expect some hot dog water in the mail, madame. Um, I, you know, I've had hot dogs both boiled and grilled. And grilled is superior. Well, you know, I don't know if we're going to be able to be friends anymore. This is our last episode. Goodbye. Hey, Paige. Hello. I believe that we have gotten over our little spat. Yes, it's been a few hours. We never really went over what hot dog etiquette is, though. Oh, you're right. Okay. (laughs) Please explain. Well, according to hot-dog.org. Hot-dog.org. From the National Hot Dog and Sausage Council, there are some very specific etiquette guidelines. Okay. And I'm not saying if I agree or disagree with this, but this is just what they say is official. Okay. Do not put hot dog toppings between the hot dog and the bun. Always Hmm. dress the dog, not the bun. Like a fine woman. Like a fine woman. You must dress the dog. (laughs) Now, you said something about don't put the mustard on first, put it on last or something. No, I said put the mustard on first. Well, according to this council, condiments should always be placed in the order of wet condiments like mustard and chili first. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I said. Yeah. Followed by chunky condiments like relish, onions, and sauerkraut. And finally, shredded cheese, spices, celery, salt, or pepper. Cool. And the bun doesn't have to be plain, but it can be plain. It can also be sesame and poppy seed. But Mm -hmm. sun-dried tomato or basil buns are considered a no-go. That's okay. Do not, under any circumstances, use a cloth napkin... While eating a hot dog, you should always use paper. What? 
eat hot dogs on buns with your hands. Don't use utensils. Yeah, makes sense. Use paper plates to serve hot dogs. Everyday dishes are okay, but never use china. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, getting out the fine china for a weenie? I could imagine. <laughs> Wish I had some fine china. I'm not going to go through this entire list, but I'll, I'll go through a couple more. All right. Do not take more than five bites to finish a hot dog. Well, you get a tiny mouth, though. Yeah, same. But if you're eating a foot long, seven bites is acceptable. Do they just expect you to, like, deep throat the hot dog? I hope so. I don't think... Mm, okay. Now, here's something a little bit controversial. Don't use ketchup on your hot dog after the age of 18. 18? They do say that mustard, relish, onions, cheese, and chili are acceptable. Are they, like, calling ketchup, like, a child's condiment? I suppose so, but I would also argue that your standard everyday hot dog is also a child's food. I guess that can be argued, yeah. Let's do one or two more. Okay, so we're, we're in the age of COVID, uh, okay. so I'll use this one. Condiments remaining on the fingers after eating a hot dog should be licked away and not washed. Um, maybe they have, like, a COVID-19 update page? It doesn't seem so. I'm just saying that, I don't know, it's a little sketchy right there. What if you, what if you disobey these rules? Is, like, someone gonna come knocking on your door at, like, 8 in the morning, and you open the door, and, like, they have a polo shirt on that says, like, weenie council, and they're, they're gonna, like, write you a ticket? I don't know. That's what it sounds like. I don't know. But here's here's one more. Do not send a thank you note note following a hot dog barbecue. It would not be in keeping with the unpretentious nature of hot dogs. Millennials don't write thank you notes anyway. I do. Does your mom make you? <laughs> And there we have it. <laughs> anyway. As a millennial, you are... The only reason you ever write a thank you note is if your mom tells you to. Anyway. What do you think about this etiquette? I think it's... I mean, most of it, like, I think people would do anyway. Uh, these weenie people, even though they said, like... Hot dogs are not pretentious. They sound kind of pretentious. I'm not going to lie. They sound like they all wear matching polo shirts and khakis. I agree. They're like striped polo shirts. And they're yeah. all like, they're all dads. Yeah. They all wear New Balance sneakers. All of them have either glasses or contacts. Yeah. And, and not acetate frames. They're metal frames. And if there's like a lady... On this council, she's wearing a matching polo shirt, but she's wearing, like, a golf skirt. Yeah, and they're based in Iowa. Yeah. Yeah. If there's any Iowans watching, that is nothing against you. <laughs> yeah, nothing against you, Iowa. We just don't like your hot dog people. Send all the hot dog people just stay in Iowa, please. Exactly. 
yeah, I don't like this etiquette. It seems like a lot of rules for a food, and I don't think food should have this many etiquette standards. I don't think any food should really have rules behind it or etiquette standards. Well, then you get into, like, cultural differences and, like, social norms, and so, I mean... If I want to eat a smoothie by sticking my hand into the cup and scooping and then bringing up to my mouth to drink, and it's not during COVID, then I will. I won't stop you. I'm just saying you might get some funny looks. Fair enough. Okay. And now it's time for a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Holy Dogs. Holy Dogs are the one and only dogs that can prevent you from sin. As we go into this high holiday Yom Kippur season, we must think about our sins and our wrongdoings over the past year. And so, go to the store, buy a holy dog, eat your holy dog, and you'll be repented from God for life. Holy Dogs, only in ShopRite. Hey, Paige. Hello. I see that Holy Dogs was our sponsor. Yes. Nice. Yeah. I, uh, I've i repented and I'm good for life. Hmm. Kind of sounds close to our Heaven Mets sponsor a few weeks ago. Yeah, you're right. Wonder if they work under one parent company. You know, that's a good question. But I think that's for the Heavens to find out. All right. Anyway, do you remember this one time when I had the hiccups and you punched me in the back? <laughs> it wasn't just one time, it was many times. But there was there was the first time. I mean, I asked you if it was okay. You said yes, because you've been hiccuping for like half an hour. Yes. I'm just saying, do you remember the first time that it happened? Of course I remember. We were in Wildwood, New Jersey, (laughs) in a shore house. With Rachel's old babysitter. And we were in the backyard, and I had hiccups, and you asked if you could punch me in my back because you said that you heard somewhere that it would work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I would say that an instance like that is the very inspiration for the creation of this podcast. Okay. (laughs) Inspirational stories. I think we were like 13, by the way. We were... We were either 13 or 14. Well, I guess it doesn't matter that much. Yeah, no. Yeah, so... We were in that backyard. It was just the two of us. You punched me in the back. I think it I think it did work that the one time. The first time it actually worked. Yeah. It did. And then in subsequent times up to this day, if I get the hiccups, I let you punch me in the back and it doesn't always work. It works like 30% of the time. Which is why I let you keep doing it, but I don't let you punch me as hard as I used to. <laughs> because <laughs> Rachel's it, it, gotten brittle. It well, it occurs to me that like punching someone in their spine is probably not the safest idea. <laughs> no, I guess not. Why do we hiccup? I would love to know. You tell me. Oh, okay. <sighs> well, I know we get hiccups when we like 
eat food too quickly, but then like sometimes you're just chilling and then you somehow get hiccups. I guess it's like you just swallow air strangely and then something happens inside your body. Well, you're kind of right. It's time to get rebutted. Always getting rebutted. According to harvard.edu, oh, hiccups happen when the brain sends a signal for the diaphragm to forcefully shift downward. And this downward shift pulls a lot of air into the back of the throat. And because of the sudden change in air pressure, a narrow area in the throat temporarily snaps shut. And this causes the hick sound of a hiccup. Exactly. I never thought that, I never like thought that like the human body and air pressure would be like a thing, you know what I'm saying? Well, it's definitely a thing with our ears. Yeah, but that's only when you're like in an airplane or something or like high up. But like I never thought the human body could make like an air pressure change inside of itself, you know? Yeah, it's it's pretty cool, right? Yeah. Do we know why they occur? Like we know how they occur. We know some general causes, but do we know why it happens? Just like swallowing too or like swallowing weird, I guess. But what is the function? Uh your diaphragm does the whoop de woo and it makes you not be able to breathe for a second. And it makes talking really annoying. Well, it was a little bit of a trick question because <sighs> we don't know why. Why you do this to me? But there are a couple of theories. Uh huh. And according to Wikipedia, I'm going to use one of the theories just because I like it more. Okay. The first theory is infants hiccup in order to allow trapped air in the stomach to escape so that way more milk can be taken in. Okay. I like this theory more than the other one. The other one had to do with amphibians. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying I think it's funny from an evolutionary standpoint for an infant to hiccup in order to bring in more nutrients. So it can chug more milk. Yes. Yeah. Right. And so the idea is that function stays with us into adulthood, but we don't get hiccups nearly as often. Hmm. So are you not born being able to hiccup? Well, when you're born, when you're when you're an infant, you need help burping. Mm. But hiccups can kind of occur more naturally. Okay, got it. That's why you always hear about infants having hiccups. I mean, that's the theory. Hmm. Cool. So you've already given some causes to hiccups. I'm just going to sum it up with what I have down. Uh, If your stomach is too full of food, alcohol, or air, you can get hiccups. Okay. Sudden changes in temperature can cause hiccups. Oh, Oh, I guess it's like the pressure thing. Maybe, yeah. Cigarettes. Okay, interesting. And excitement, stress, or other heightened emotion. I wonder if that's what you got them from that one time. What time? 
the first time I punched you. Oh, you think from like excitement or stress? Yeah. It's possible. You you feel both those things a lot, I've noticed. Uh yes. You're all you're either excited or stressed. Mental health awareness. Mental health awareness. Can you die from hiccups? No. Wait, hang on. <laughs> I'm sure someone has died from hiccups before. Not from the hiccups directly, but maybe they like hiccup in water or something. You can't die from hiccups themselves, but there are conditions that can cause hiccups to occur more often. So, like, the example that kept coming up, there are others, but the one that kept coming up is Parkinson's can cause hiccups, but you would eventually die from the Parkinson's and not the hiccups. Interesting. Right. So, like, there are various medical conditions that can cause hiccups to happen more frequently, but it's not the hiccups itself that's dangerous. Okay, I'm, but, like, what if you, okay, so, like, you get the hiccups. Yeah. And then you decide to, like, dive into a pool, and, like, what if you hiccup underwater? (laughs) Because that's, like, a sharp, you know, like, you kind of involuntarily suck in. So would you accidentally drown yourself? I think as long as your mouth is shut, it would use the available air. There, I do know that one of the remedies is to hold your breath. Okay. So, I mean, if you can hold your breath, then you can hold your breath underwater. True. So, I think, I mean, if it comes as a surprise and you're surprised by the hiccup, then you might open your mouth. That would be a problem. But if you go into the water knowing you have hiccups, then you could probably keep your mouth shut. Yes, I guess that just makes it like a higher risk cure or something. I don't know. 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 I would keep going, but for the sake of our listeners. (laughs) (laughs) And any dogs. (laughs) Yeah. Let's talk about remedies. All right. Are any of them proven to work? Probably not. Maybe the holding breath one, but I'm going to say generally no. According to medicinenet.com, no remedies are proven to work, but none of them seem to be harmful. Okay. I mean... (laughs) So if, like, you have one that you swear works and it's not harmful, then, like, go ahead and do it. I mean, I guess it's just, like, you know, different ones work on different bodies. For me, it's I have to hold my breath and then swallow three times. Yeah, like, I think a lot of this comes down to placebo which is perfectly valid. Right. What are some remedies? Oh, okay. I know a lot of these. There is our tried and true method of slapping in the center of the back between the shoulder blades. Slapping or punching? Uh, I try, try to do slapping. It doesn't hurt as as much. There is my, there is like, you know, the holding the breath one. There's my version of it, which is, you know, holding your breath and then swallowing three times. Um, there is drinking water, I believe, like short little sippies, like warm water specifically, I think. Okay. Did I already say like startling? Mm, I don't think so. Okay, but yeah, you can startle. 
one girl that I met in like summer camp said that, oh, you have to drink water, but upside down. I was like, what does that mean? But nonetheless, I guess it's a remedy. So we'll add that one in. Okay. I'm sure there's more, but that's all I can think of. Yeah. So you got a lot of the really common ones. Um, the, the sipping water one, this one specifically said, drink a glass of water quickly. Okay. You can also pull hard on your tongue. How? Just grab your tongue and pull. How do you grab your tongue, though? It, it like, recoils back in your mouth. Now we do more hand sanitizer. <sighs> you can also bite on a lemon. Okay. Gargle. Okay. And breathe in smelling salts. Now, I'm sure there's plenty of other remedies, but those were just a few. Do you know what my favorite remedy is? What's your favorite remedy? Do you know? No. My favorite remedy is to take some water at any temperature, I guess, and just keep sipping it without stopping as long as you possibly can, or at least 11 swallows. That's oddly specific. At least 11. I mean, if you can do more, you should do more. And this kind of, like, re-regulates your breathing. And so I find that, like, this works some of the time, but not all of the time. I think that goes for all of these. They work some of the time, but not all of the time. I feel like some of them don't work at all, like the lemon one. Probably not, no. I don't see why that would work in the first place. Yeah. So this is a fun fact. Hiccups can occur in utero. Oh, babies in the valleys can hiccup. Yeah. Cute. I Does agree. Mom feel it? I don't know. Should we ask a pregnant lady? Yeah, I mean, I know a couple of people who are pregnant right now, but, like, they're random people we went to high school with. Oh. Yeah. What's the longest someone has had the hiccups? Nine years. According to wikipedia.com, or, sorry, wikipedia.org slash wiki slash hiccup. (laughs) Okay. Charles Osborne had the hiccups for 68 years. How? How did he sleep? From 1922 until February 1990. And it was entered into the Guinness Book of World Records as the man with the longest attack of hiccups, an estimated 430 million hiccups. I have so many questions. Is he okay? Well, I think he's dead now. Did he die from the hiccups? Well, I think we already concluded that... I guess, yeah, you can't have from the hiccups. Like, I'm still hung up. Like, how would he sleep? It was probably difficult. Oh, my God. Yeah. 68 years. That's one year off from being glorious, by the way. But, like, oh, my God. Nice. Well, <laughs> that about does it for this episode of Research Rebuttal Podcast. I'm gonna go drink some water. You can find us on Twitter at Research Rebut and Facebook and Instagram at Research Rebuttal Podcast. You can also email us topic suggestions at researchrebuttalpodcast at gmail.com. And um, tell us your hot dog etiquette. What's your hiccup remedy? What's your hiccup remedy and what's your hot dog etiquette? Okay. Okay, bye. Bye. This is Paige Dempster. Hello. Oh my god, my dad is calling me. (laughs) Hang on. Okay.
Hello? Okay, is it okay if I call you back in like an hour? Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 